Hey everyone, wanted to invite you today to the Wonder Church podcast. This last Sunday that we ha- we had a little bit of some technical issues and so the message was not recorded. So we decided to do a special recording of this message to make it available for you. And so here it is. I hope that you enjoy this content and that God through this content would speak to you and continue to empower you to be everything you were made to be. continuing this series, Just Jesus, and really it's an opportunity for us to share some of the things that God has put on our heart for this next year of 2022. Um, And one of the, really the big thing, big theme that God was kind of highlighting to us as a church is to continue to do what he has asked us to do, which is to preach the gospel, be a Bible-centric, spirit-filled, empowering church in this area, and um, So to preach just Jesus and the vision, the hope behind this series, just Jesus, is that our life and our ministry would preach one thing loud and clear, just Jesus. What does your life preach? What does your life communicate? Is it uh, many different things that our lives can communicate? Um, How important we are, how creative we are, how uh, interesting or attractive we are, how much money we have or how smart we are, but... The hope in this series is that our life will communicate just the one message, just Jesus and him crucified. And so uh, that's our hope um, for you and for our church. Last week, we talked about how the metric for success for the disciple of Jesus is obedience to Jesus. And this week, there's a very logical question that follows that statement about what success is. If obedience is success, well, then what is Jesus asking me to do? (laughs) And so uh, the only way for us to um, be successful and to answer that question of what Jesus has asked us to do is to take seriously our spirituality, to not settle for a shallow spirituality, but have a deep spirituality. So today, uh, the title of my message is Your First Assignment. Your First Assignment. A little while ago, I was talking to a friend and he asked me this question, CJ, do you believe that God has a specific plan for our life? Or is it more general? You know, you give your life to Jesus and then it's kind of just, now just go have, do your life. Or is it specific? And uh, I asked him, well, what do you think the Bible says? You know, when you look at scripture, you look at the characters in scripture, did Jesus have a, did God have a specific plan for their lives? And The answer is very obvious. You look through all of scripture and you see very, very specific assignments on the characters in scripture. And that's not just Old Testament with the establishment of the patriarchs and the nation of Israel and all of of that. But then you also see even in the New Testament with the first century church and the book of Acts and how there is this phrase repeated over and over again that they, they, uh, they did as it seemed good to them and to the Holy Spirit. Or sometimes it even says that they were driven by the Holy Spirit. One time, uh, Philip was doing ministry to um, on the street, and it says that the Holy Spirit just grabbed him and took him and transported him to another place. 
And so you see that God has very specific plans for our life. He has an assignment for you. It's not random. It's intentional. So then, of course, you know, what, what, what is that assignment? And uh, next week, this coming Sunday, we're going to talk about um, your assignment. But before we even get to that, there is a first assignment that every single disciple of Jesus has. Your first assignment is ministry to the Lord. Ministry to the Lord. It's a calling for deep spirituality, for us to be people who are filled in our relationship with God. You should minister to the world from the overflow of your heart. You can't give what you don't have. You can't lead where you've never been. We must have a deep spirituality. Our first assignment is ministry to the Lord. So therefore, I have two challenges for you. The first is to embrace a slowdown spirituality. Um, this last week, there's been some really good weather, which is some, something to say <laughs> when you live in this area, <laughs> east side Seattle. And uh, my, my daughter uh, looked out the window and she saw it was so sunny. And um, she said, I, I want to go swimming. And I was like, Lila, it's just a little too cold. <laughs> it's still just 40 degrees out there, but... Um, it got me thinking about summertime and swimming and all of that. One of my favorite things to do when I was growing up was going to my grandparents' cabin, and they had a boat, and they uh, had the cabin on Hayden Lake in Idaho, and we would go inner tubing. And if you don't know what inner tubing is, you you strap an inner tube to uh, by a rope to a boat. And then the boat take, goes all around the lake or the body of water, dragging behind the inner tube. And you are holding on to that inner tube for dear life. And you're getting whipped around in circles and flying off of waves and all that. It's so fun. And I would always egg my grandpa on and, and just like dance on the inner tube and pretend like I'm, you know, like he could never, you know, get me off of this inner tube. And so what he would do is he would gun it. He would just accelerate so fast. And we're screaming down Hayden Lake. And then he would turn the boat. And so the centrifugal force would send me flying up to the side of the boat. And when you're going that fast and you fall off, what happens? You skip across the top of the water. You go just like a rock skips on top of the water. And that for many of us, that is our spirituality. Most of us, just skip across the top in our relationship with God. We, we splash with Jesus. That's where most of us are. We listen to a message like this, a podcast, and it's a nice splash, and then we're immediately off, off to the races, running to the next thing that we have to do because we're very busy people. Um, we, we read our Bible maybe um, for like, I don't know, a minute and splash and keep going. We're on social media and we see that really interesting, cool post, of, you know, something that really catches our attention about God and we like it and then we splash and we move on to the next thing. And we don't sink. We don't sink. That is the extent of our spirituality. We run a risk of that in the Western church of our spirituality being limited to just one hour or an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. We splash with Jesus. That is a shallow spirituality. That's where most of us are at. Um, but some of us swim. Some of us uh, actually take time to um, practice spiritual disciplines. 
and we follow the rules. We, we do the things that we think we're supposed to be doing. We read our Bible a couple you know, minutes a day and, you know, we pray before meals and, you know, we're trying to step into spiritual disciplines to swim with Jesus. And then very few of us, but some of us are diving. We are surrendering to the raw, dark, and dangerous depths of God for deep transformation. We're saying yes to Jesus. We're giving him complete and total access to our schedule, our relationships, our lives, our resources, and the greatest resource we have is our time. If you stop, you'll sink. You'll deepen. We have a value at Wonder Church, which is unhurried and unstoppable, which means that we value... uh, taking our time, slowing down, lingering in the presence of God. Don't just speed off, rush off after spending time in his presence. Linger a little while. Just see if there's something else that he wants to do. You don't have to leave immediately after after the service is over. Linger, delay, be patient, slow down, stay a while. The truth is, is that Jesus' discipleship takes time. Now, I know you're busy. So am I. And that's, that's, of course, what we would say to such a call, to slow down. We say, well, I'm too busy to slow down. And I understand. I really do. I get it. I, I'm very busy, too. Um, and, uh, but let me just encourage you with this thought. Uh, studies have shown that those who slow down, who pace themselves, who have margin, experience increased productivity and efficiency in their work. And that's because there's something to be said about margin. Uh, It enables you to think more clearly. It enables you to problem solve. And we believe in your spirituality, God moves in the margin. When you give him space to move, he moves. So when you take time to be with God, uh, it's not wasted time. When you're being patient and when you're slowing down and you stop doing and you start being, you might think it's wasted time, but that is actually extremely productive time. So I just encourage you, begin to do assessments, morning assessments uh, and prayer. An assessment is uh, something I, I try to do every morning where I, I, get, I, I spend time in prayer and I get quiet and I ground myself. I surrender all my stresses, all my anxieties and all the things in my mind. And then what I do is I go back 24 hours to the following morning and I just go through each hour and each moment of the day and ask the Holy Spirit to assess Give me an assessment. Uh, what do you want to work on in me? What did I do wrong? What did I do right? How did, were you pleased with me? Uh, what were you pleased with? And uh, the Holy Spirit will begin to do a deeper work inside of you. And that's just one discipline that can begin to deepen you. And again, that takes uh, slowing down and uh, time. I also want to remind you that resting is warring. It's not wasted time to be patient and to slow down with God. And also, when you rest, you are warring against the enemy because the enemy does not want you to stop either. Culture does not want you to stop because our enemy knows that if we slow down and if we deepen in our spirituality, we will be unstoppable. We will be able to handle the obstacles and the things that he throws at us. We will be stronger. We'll have greater fortitude and perseverance. 
I love this quote. It's an old quote, um, but it, it's a good one. If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. So the second challenge I have for you in this topic is get alone with God. So the first is to embrace a slowdown spirituality, and the second is to get alone with God. Uh, last couple of weeks, we've been reflecting on Eastside Seattle when we uh, planted Wonder Church. Before we did, we, we did assessments of Eastside Seattle and just try to understand the culture, had conversations with those who worked in the city in this area and city of Bellevue and community engagement and tried to just understand what's going on in the culture. What are the strongholds? What are the principalities? What are the issues, the social issues, all of that kind of stuff? And there's one issue that rose to the surface, and that is loneliness. Loneliness is the greatest issue in Eastside Seattle. And it's pretty easy to see why, on a very practical level, you have an incredibly high amount of transient population, people from all over the world moving here, and they're displaced. Uh, They are uh, stepping into a new phase of life, and they are away from their family and their familiarity when they are stepping into something new. And so it makes total sense that you'd feel alone and isolated and insecure and afraid and uh, the, the term I have heard a lot since moving to this area from those who have also moved to this area, the, the phrase I have heard said over and over again is, I don't know what I'm doing here. This sense of meaninglessness, purposelessness as a result of loneliness. So it's natural that people feel this way in Eastside Seattle. They're displaced, isolated, and busy. But what's interesting is that this isolation is causing people to isolate from God as well, which is causing me to see this as a, it's not just a social issue, this is actually a spiritual stronghold, that the enemy is using isolation to draw people away from God when, uh, ironically, God uses and wants to use our loneliness to draw us closer to him. Uh, we see all throughout scripture that loneliness is one, one way many people have connected with God. Jesus himself even modeled this. The, the night that he was betrayed, he's praying in Gethsemane. He took his disciples with him, but then he went further away. He isolated himself even more. He was alone and he prayed. Uh, and then in uh, Luke 5, 16, it says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus modeled the importance of being alone in order to be with God. Being alone is an opportunity to meet with God. And so I encourage you, man, take back your isolation. Take back the time that you have when you're alone. Take it back from the enemy and give it to God and say, God, I'm alone, but I am alone with you. I am here to meet with you. So those are my two challenges. Slow down, embrace a slow down spirituality, and two, get alone with God. Take back your time when you're alone, take it back from the enemy, and give it over to God, and meet with God when you're alone. There's another reason why I think many of us uh, fail to sink and have a deep spirituality, and, and, and I think one of those reasons is uh, because honestly, we're afraid. Afraid to slow down, and afraid to get alone, 
and sink deep in our relationship with God. Maybe for you, the real reason why you've been settling for a shallow spirituality is because if I deepen and if I really let God in, maybe he'll ask me to give up something I don't want to give up. Maybe he will take me back to some things I experienced where there is trauma and I don't want to go back there. Maybe he will convict me of sin and I don't want to be convicted of sin. I don't know what it is, but I I think it's very justified that you'd be afraid because God's not safe. That was the first message in this series. God's not safe. He wants to go there. He wants to go directly to the area that you don't want to go to. He doesn't just want your good. He wants your bad. He wants it all. He wants you. The, the real you is the only you that matters to God. So I think it's justified that you'd be afraid. And the truth is, is that he probably will. He probably will go there. But what alternative do you have? What alternative do any of us have to settle for a shallow spirituality? 1 Corinthians 3.1, we, we're studying 1 Corinthians in this series and talking about how Paul says that, uh, you know, I, I have decided to preach nothing except Jesus and him crucified. And that's where we got the title of the series, Just Jesus, from. And then this morning we read in 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 4, about how uh, he wanted to talk to the Corinthians um, as mature spiritual people, but he couldn't. He had to talk to them as infants because they weren't ready for anything else. That they're just they're just stuck on stuck on the milk. They have not matured. They have not grown. They have not deepened. And the idea is the image that I have of this is a bird, uh, a mama bird that gets worms and grubs and stuff and eats it and then flies back to the nest and then regurgitates it into the chick's mouths. And oftentimes, uh, that can be what we settle for in our spirituality. Somebody, some man of God or woman of God or podcaster or social media, somebody went into the presence of God and got something really powerful and juicy, <laughs> internalizes it, digests it, and then regurgitates it to us. And, and my hope is that for, for you, you would not settle for that. That's fine. But that you would not settle for that, but instead you would go to the well that you would go to the deep, dark place and you would get something from God. You would allow the Holy Spirit to speak directly to you, that you would not settle for a shallow spirituality, that you would no longer be an infant, but that you would deepen and grow. Deep healing cannot come without deep spirituality. Powerful ministry can't come without time in his presence. We won't be able to bring refreshment into the world if we ourselves are not refreshed. So come away. Dive deep. This is the invitation. I love the verse in Psalm 27, verse 8. David said, My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. And that's the invitation. 
God is sending us an invitation. Don't, don't accept Jesus and then live life apart from God. Because what Jesus came to do was to bring us into relationship with God. So come away. Accept the invitation. Are you tired of a shallow relationship with God? Are you tired of just coasting, just splashing on the top? Is your soul empty? Are you weary of this? And are you ready to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Say, God, you have complete access to everything in my life. Take me wherever you want. This is my first assignment. If you are ready for that, I'd love to just pray for you right here, right now. So Jesus, I uh, thank you for this invitation. And God, I accept your invitation along with my friends that also want to accept this invitation to come away, to deepen. God, we will be courageous people that say yes to this assignment, that love you so deeply and surrender to you. God, take us wherever you want. Take us deeper with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me in this podcast. Uh, again, I pray that this content, that God would speak to you through this content and that we would help you, uh, empower you to be everything you were made to be. Thank you for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you like, subscribe, and share it with a friend? 